Welcome to Is This Anime? I am your quote-unquote anime expert, Jack Metcalf, and joining us once again is Alex89. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm amazing, Kuzo. How are you? Fantastic. It's yet another Cousins episode, and we are finally covering the iconic film Ninja Scroll. Let's just get right into it, man. We're always, we're jumping in. This is a this is a tight 90-minute movie. It's a tight one. Hopefully, you know, maybe... I mean, who knows? Maybe let's not say hopefully, but who knows? This is probably not going to be an hour long episode. Uh, this is going to be probably one of our shorter ones. But hey, that's because this movie is tight and crisp, as they say. So when I when I told you uh, we were going to do Ninja Scroll, Alex, did you know anything about this movie beforehand? No, but it kind of gave me the same. If if you guys remember, I also was on the Fist of the North Star movie episode, and uh, that is giving me a lot of a lot of Fist of the North Star vibes. Definitely from the animation style and and the blood effects, which I love. Absolutely, man. Yeah, no, uh, you were a good one to have on Fist of the North Star. And once again, you're doing another classic. Because, yeah, this is the classic 1993 film, Ninja Scroll. It was uh, cited by the Wachowski siblings uh, of the Matrix fame as one of the influences on the Matrix when it came to the action scenes. It also gives me vibes of something like Demon Slayer. Have you watched Demon Slayer, Alex? Yeah, it's giving me Demon Slayer vibes, too. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine uh, the author of Demon Slayer was was unfamiliar with Ninja Scroll when he was writing the manga, for sure. Uh, Demon Slayer is like an extended version of of Ninja Scroll. You know, Demon Slayer is, I guess it's going to be four seasons by the end of it. Yeah, this is just a tight 90-minute movie. It was directed by uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri. He's done a bunch of gnarly stuff. Uh, He seems to specify... Uh, in the gnarly things uh because he's done wicked city which is a movie we definitely need to cover at some point because i heard that one's fucked up uh he's also done vampire hunter d bloodlust which we've already covered on the podcast he also did a segment for the animatrix uh he did the segment known as program so yeah this is a person who's uh done a lot of good work he's also worked on the batman gotham knight anime anthology yeah dude wow dude Dude is just a gnarly dude. Uh, he hasn't uh, directed anything since 2008. Uh, so, you know, he's taken a break. He's also in his 70s, so clearly he's having a good rest. Uh, props <laughs> yeah. to him. Yeah. Um, his other credits um, past 2008, it's all storyboards. And actually, uh, yeah, he's worked on the Iron Man anime series for the storyboards for that. He's done some work with Marvel. Uh, he did storyboards for Jujutsu Kaisen, but he hasn't directed anything uh, since Batman Gotham Knight, at least. So, yeah, you know, interesting. Had- and that's and that's surprising. He worked on Jujutsu Kaisen because that's one of my one of my go tos right now. Oh my I god! Just, have you, I, have you been- I just keep rewatching that. I just keep rewatching that first season of it so far. Have you been watching season two, Alex? I think uh, I think I got kicked off of my buddy's Crunchyroll, but I'm definitely gonna have to watch season two now that you mentioned it so good it's so good uh again we're we're recording this episode right as we're airing it basically so yeah we're like two days away from uh i guess it's i guess it's the uh the first little break of jujutsu kaisen they're, they're doing the first little arc uh as just five episodes and they're taking like a three-week break for season two um but it's been fantastic your boy gojo gets a lot of good character development in it you'll love it let's go Anyways, uh, we're not just talking about Jujutsu Kaisen, which is awesome, and we've already covered it on the podcast. We are talking about Ninja Scroll. Let's get right into it. This is this is just a hell of a movie, Alex. I mean, what do you think? 
Uh, what are your initial thoughts, at least? Oh, it's a a plus movie. I mean, like the the character development that I got in the beginning of the movie compared to the end of the movie was just phenomenal. Um, the side characters were funny and sexy at the same time. Um, it was it was a it was a really it was a really good good movie and a re- and a really good take that I could I could give on uh, on this movie to give to anyone is just like basing self worth. That's 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 what I took out of the movie. It's just like building, knowing your self worth and 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 showing people what your self worth is all about is is a good is a good take that I got from this movie. Hundred percent. You nailed it, Alex. I love it. So uh, let's begin with a little summary uh, for those uh, who have not listened to this podcast before. Uh, we pretty much dive immediately into spoilers. So we're going to start from the top. Yeah, we'll start from the top. We open on a lone wanderer on a bridge. Uh, two men confront him and they identify him as Jubei. And they are pissed that uh, thanks to his interference, they lost 30 pieces of gold. And Jubei quickly hands them their ass. It is a quick fight. Uh, one of the dudes is also wearing like a steampunk robot suit and he's revealed to be shorter than he actually is. He's like on stilts or something. <laughs> yeah. The thing, about this mo- the thing about this movie is that everything is so quick and I both like it, but I'm, but I'm also wanting more because obviously if this were an anime series, these fights could be entire episodes. These could be, you know, 20, 20 minute long fights or whatever. Um, but here they're over uh, quickly. It's, you know, we're talking yeah, 20, 30 I, seconds, I, some of them. Yeah, I think the first scene was like maybe like 50 seconds. If even that, yeah, Jubei just quickly takes these two dudes out. And yet you're like, oh, my God, I could watch an entire series um, or at the very of least him. an entire episode of just about these two weirdos. Yeah, literally. And then just him and his mental mental process of him like figuring out where, where like the whole mono, internal monologue, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, there are certainly worse shows that have done that. Uh, and yeah, before we move on, I should note that uh, there actually is a sequel series called Ninja Scroll, the series that came out in 2003. I have read on Reddit, uh, I, I went through the fan responses and they were not positive. They said it was exceedingly mediocre and uh, <laughs> it did not uh, have uh, any involvement uh, from its uh, director beyond beyond that. Uh, there you go. He was working on better things. There you go. There you go. Um, anyways, Jubei, he quickly hands them their asses. Uh, then we see a woman who looks incredibly ill wandering her village, and she says, they're all dead. All dead in Shimoda. Epidemic. A great force of evil has come. And then she passes out and presumably dies. Uh, the villagers then leave as they fear an epidemic. Obviously, uh, that uh, word means a lot more in post-COVID times. Uh, but yeah, the villagers believe there's a horrible plague upon them. So this man called the Chamberlain, he orders a ninja team to investigate this. And you think these guys are cool? They're led by a guy named Hanma, who looks a bit similar to Jubei, and I may have confused Hanma with Jubei. Oh, first. I totally did. I totally okay. did. I thought, I thought, I thought Jubei like, came back to his village and he was like, yeah, I got this team. And then I see, and then I, and then next thing you know, if you if you'll continue explaining, Hama just gets just gets destroyed. He gets fucked up, and all his men get fucked up. It's very reminiscent of the uh, the Deadpool two scene where the squads killed. Uh, yeah, this is played straight. 
that's literally exactly how I would describe it. Like every, every, pretty much every person that you see in the meeting scene gets destroyed. And then you see Hanma get destroyed. And then you see just people just getting cut in half and decapitated and electrocuted and just a whole, just like ninja stars all over them. And it's just, oh, it's amazing. It's amazing, yes. Uh, one of the ninjas, uh, the female ninja Kagero, she survives, uh, but she is sexually assaulted by a rock devil, devil named Tasai. Uh, Tasai, who has a cool power, like, you know, if I'm playing a video game, I like to play as, like, the tank, tanked style of character. Uh, I cannot, of course, identify with Tasai because, again, he uh, his power seems cool, and then he immediately sexually assaults a woman, so that's uh, very that's, uncool. Uh... That's very not cool. We do not condone that on this podcast. No, um, that's the other thing about this movie. Uh, there have been fair criticisms that this movie is very uh, sexist, and uh, it certainly is. It's got a very uh, ni- '90s view of women, I, and I, you know, I've I've watched movies from the early 2000s and later that are also pretty sexist in their own right. But this movie is very much in the style of, "Hey, anime isn't just for kids anymore." You know, they're fucking and there's violence. And yeah. uh, there's also other bad things because this is a mature movie. One of um, the things that the rock guy says, he's just, as soon as uh, Kogiro, or what's her name, wakes up, is that uh, he, he says that uh, you, should, you should stop struggling. You, you, I'm, the, I'm the type of person to rape a dead woman also. And it's just as soon as I heard that, I was like, whoa. Thank you for being the one to say that because, yeah, I, I would not be willing to say that even just aloud. And I'm just like, oh, my God. But yeah, uh, this this movie does not have the nicest dialogue when it comes to this stuff. But, you know, yeah. I don't want to say I don't want to say it serves its purpose. But, you know, when you're watching movies like this, you have to know they're a product of its time. And certainly in the 90s with with uh, 80s and 90s anime. Again, this is from the director of Wicked City, which at some point we're going to cover because it is fucking nuts. Um, but they were certainly pushing the boundaries of uh, what animation was allowed to do. The fact that these movies uh, did not have to abide by certain rating standards or uh, or any standards, really. It was just a free-for-all. They were given a ton of money to make uh, some of the most gloriously animated things. And uh, uh, the money is certainly showing in how well they're animated. But yeah, they're pushing boundaries that certainly in the 2020s, uh, they would be more tactful about at the very least. Oh, yeah, 100%. But again, I, I should note this movie's fucking gorgeous. Like, it's a tight 90 minutes. And even though we're describing how quickly the action scenes go by, like, again, they're so beautifully animated. Like, my God. When oh, yeah. That? The. the the background like everything like from from the dark scenes to to the super colorful scenes like everything is such beautifully drawn and everything is so amazing like i would love to even get a tattoo or something like that from from this show of uh of, J- of jubei or, or or maybe even like the rock guy or something like that like that's just that's just you That's get just, a tattoo I, of the rock guy, but you wouldn't explain what the rock guy did. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'd just be like, his power is he gets to turn himself. You know, he gets to turn himself like he's, he's superpower. He turns himself into the thing, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, anyways, luckily, uh, Jubei saves a day before uh, anything uh, far worse can happen to Kagero. 
And uh, what is it? He says, as a matter of fact, I've been thinking about your body. Your body can't be rock hard all over it, can it? All over. And, uh, and then- Jubei promptly <laughs> stabs him in the eye. <laughs> I and, love uh, I love during, the, during this fight, Jubei also has a little trick he does, um, where when his sword is uh, knocked away from him, he he has it attached to a little string, so he's able to like pull the sword with the string, even though to the bad guy it seems like Jubei can't do anything, and then he like pulls the sword and then slashes the dude. Yeah, it's like it's definitely like on some uh, on some Star Wars like. On some Star Wars type vibes, when when Luke loses his, his lightsaber, or when uh, in, in the snow, only instead of using the Force, he's just using a string. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, yeah, he promptly stabs Tasai in the eye. Then uh, Kagero she informs the Chamberlain of what's happened while the Chamberlain is banging a lady. Because again, this movie is not made for kids; it's extreme. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Jubei is getting his ass kicked uh, by Tasai. And despite Tassai claiming he can't be cut, his skin starts to fall apart during the fight. There will be an explanation. Eventually, we'll get to that point. Uh, yep. But it does pay off. And he ends up getting cut in half by his own weapon. Um, because he has like one of those badass like dual-bladed uh, spears, kind of, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a, dope, it was a dope first, uh, first enemy weapon for, for the movie. That's 100% sure. Yeah, and Tassai, a uh, very bad man aside, he's got some uh, cool powers. What can I say? We dig the rock stuff. We just don't dig uh, the other actions <laughs> that he yeah. does. Um, anyways, an old man named Dakuin, he witnesses the battle, and he asks Jubei to assist him. Meanwhile, Yuri Maru, he's another one of the devils, and he reports to a higher up. And one lady devil uh, declares her love for him, and he snaps her neck. Because he says, I have no need for love. Um, but she's a devil, so a neck snap is no big deal to her. Meanwhile, Jubei is bathing, and a naked tattoo chick named Benisato taunts him. And her tattoo is also a snake, so she can turn her snake tattoos into real snakes that can uh, be pretty deadly. He then grabs her, but her skin fades away like snake skin. And the old man then informs Jubei of the eight devils of Kimon work for the shogun of the dark so now we have our main plot this shogun of the dark is kind of the man behind everything uh and then dakuin uh because he needs to ensure that jubei uh obeys him uh he poisons him with a shuriken and he promises to give him an antidote once the mission is complete and jubei learns from dakuin that the leader of the devils is himuro genma and he's a former Yamashiro ninja leader who has ordered team members to kill each other to cover up the location of the gold mine five years earlier. So basically, Jubei and Gemma, them and some other people were working in a gold mine. Gemma ended up ordering their deaths. Uh, Jubei seemingly killed Gemma, uh, but somehow Gemma has survived being decapitated. Yeah, uh, Jubei, Jubei came out of nowhere, hidden in the snow. And chopped Gamma's head off while he was riding horseback. Like that's the most badass thing I've ever seen. It's badass as fuck, but unfortunately, Gamma appears to have some sort of Frankenstein power, which is going to uh, pay off in some other awesome ways down the line. Man, again, this why movie do they always got to come back? Why do they always got to come back? Why? Because why can't they just? Why can't they just stay dead? 
because it makes the fights cooler, man. It's like uh, when you play a fucking JRPG video game. Like I was playing uh, a certain role playing game that came out recently. And, you know, you fight the boss and you think the boss is dead and then he comes back and then you fight him again and you think he's dead. And then it's like, no, man, rule of three. You're not fighting the final boss three times. You know, it's not a real final yeah. boss. If you really yeah. want to fuck, fuck with me, you know, you do it four times. <laughs> uh, Dakuen, he falls down a hill and he's attacked by a claw-wielding uh, devil named uh, Shishima. I'm, g- I'm going to get this out of the way. I was kind of disappointed uh, by the lack of Shishima in this movie. I know we get back yeah. to him, but, you know, he had a dope-ass claw. I was expecting, you know, claw versus sword fight. We don't get it. And I didn't like no. that. <laughs> No, we do not. We did not get that. I feel like Shishima might is like gonna come. I feel like if I watch the show, Shishima would come in the show and he would be like, "You killed all these people!" Like out of nowhere, there would be like a fight. Oh, you wanted uh, Shishima to be like the bonus boss at the very end. Yeah, I would have been down for that. I would have fucked with that. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. Spoiler alert: uh, Jubei he meets with a Buddhist nun and he asks her about Dakuin. Uh, He's trying to find out his whereabouts. And uh, unfortunately, she blows up into snakes and it's revealed to be Benny Sato. Kagero then puts a knife to Benny's throat and orders her to get rid of the snakes who have been overwhelming Jubei. And Benny is about to uh, give some answers, but then she is electrocuted to death by Yuri Maru's uh, string ability. Uh, He's got like an electric string long range ability. So she's killed before she can give any answers. Uh, Yuri Maru, among the... uh, nastier of the devils uh he's a conniving little bastard yeah dakuen he finally gets kagero and jubei to cooperate with him he then reveals that kagero has the ability to poison any man who sleeps with her which is how tasai was finally able to be killed because uh i guess during the uh sexual assaults of kagero she uh kissed him which i guess was a bit more consensual I'm not going to get into that. Uh, the more I speak, the more it's going to sound. Just going to... If you all watch the movie, you know what I fucking meant. Anyways, that's what happened. Uh, what happened to Kagero is how Tasai was actually able to be killed. So, he was, does tra- he was poisoned by Kagero. And uh, Dakuen, he, he claims that uh, Kagero is perfect for this amoral world, which... Again, this movie is from the 90s. It has a uh, very 90s view of women. I even watched like Mission Impossible 2, which also shares this view where it's like, yeah, women, they're conniving and awful and they're perfect for this terrible world. And it's like, okay, you directors have some fucking issues. Uh, yeah. you're, you're men of your time, so I will politely uh, let the works exist and I'll, I'll enjoy them on their own terms. But uh, moving on. But you know what really got me is when is when the snake came out and and bit uh Kakuro. That's what really got me and then like um and then Jubei runs up behind her trying to suck the poison out and she explains like no no poison will affects me like I'm immune to all poisons. And that's because she's uh she's a poison taster for for her clan. Exactly. And uh the the snake which which uh comes out of uh Benny Sato's uh Nether Regions too, because again, this movie is uh 90s as fuck when it comes to that. It's a coochie snake. It's a coochie snake. Um so they go to a village where it's revealed that the plague was actually just poisoned water. Which again, kind of a cool practical reason. 
Uh, this movie has a lot of supernatural stuff, but in this case, it's like, no, the bad guys just poison the water supply. Uh, Jubei gets into a fight with a man with a wasp hive hunchback. Which again, yeah. that's just cool as shit. I just called him Wasp Man in my notes. I didn't even get a name for him. Uh, even in the Wikipedia entry, they mention like three other fighters uh, in the same entry, and it's just like, okay, well, this guy is Wasp Hive Hunchback. Uh, <clears throat> the other thing about this movie is you can just imagine how good the video game of it could be. Like, this is just... Yep. A, I don't even think... Yeah. Shit, man. There's no video game adaptation of Ninja Scroll somehow. I feel like the closest adaptation of Ninja Scroll would be the new Final Fantasy. Uh, or something like Neo. Uh, have you ever something like Neo? Neo. Um, I mean, Dark Souls is more inspired by Berserk, but I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of video games that have certainly used the iconography of this movie. Because again, like these, these just feel like perfect boss fights, you know? Yeah, they do. Kagero, or not Kagero, Jubei, he jumps into the water to escape the wasp guy. And he kills him with a throat needle. Uh, so he jumps into the water, then jumps up and slashes him, and then uses his throat needle to uh, cause him to blow up into smithereens. I was a bit disappointed that the fight didn't last as long as it could have. Again, this is a movie where it's like, bro, I could I could use another half hour, man. You know, just give me five minutes more per fight, yo. Yeah, honestly, like it's it's a little disappointing, but I feel like I still got my fill. It's it's a tight ninety, and. Uh, I think there is something to be said about budget too. Um, if this movie got an extra 30 minutes, it's not necessarily like the budget would be allocated appropriately to those 30 minutes. Uh, it could have just been slower paced and they were just like, no, we just want a tight 90 minute adventure movie. Which is what it was. It was exactly what it was. You get, you get a whole layout of the land. You get a whole you get land, air and sea pretty much. Uh, so Kagero, uh, she sees Hanza, who is the ninja leader from earlier but he's just a walking corpse. His eyes and mouth are sewn together, and he blows up, uh, knocking back Kagero and Jubei. They survive, of course, and Jubei has a fight with the devil Utsutsu, who is a blind samurai. Uh, Utsutsu ruled. I love this fight. So, oh yeah, that was, that was a sick fight. It was sick. So they're in a bamboo forest, and uh, despite being blind, uh, Utsuo, he has this uh, samurai sword that can blind other people, uh, but he's then defeated when Kagero tosses a sword at him, which distra- which distracts him long enough for Jubei to get a hit in. Yeah, okay. it was it was pretty much like uh, how do you describe it? Like he was able to distract him while the while the bamboo trees were falling long enough to 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 place a trap. Exactly. And that trap was and that trap was was really good. It was like it was like a one a a one Batman. Batman, uh, Batman style. Like if Batman was was in that time, like oh, th- actually they did a they they did a samurai Batman, didn't they? With Joker in the Japanese style they've d- type. They've done Batman Ninja, yeah, that's a movie. That shit was fire. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, we haven't actually done any of the. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's actually been two Batman anime now, which is uh, Batman Ninja and, and uh, Gotham Knights. We haven't gone around to it yet, though. Maybe um, I gotta hop on for that one too. Exactly, man. Some at some point they'll they'll get covered again. We still gotta cover Wicked City. Um. So, anyways, uh, Utsutsu he's taken down, and then Jubei asks Kagero if it's true if people die if they sleep with her, and you know she kind of flirts with him and dares him to try. 
He then teases her by asking her if her heart is filled with poison as well. Uh, they later find the cargo ship that held the gold that led to this whole story starting. The gold is actually being transported to a harbor where another ship will deliver it to the Shogun of the Dark. And uh, the Chamberlain also has uh, men uh, at this harbor because Kagero has informed him of that. Kagero, she then learns from Dakuin that the poison he gave Jubei can only be counteracted by the poison from her. So, for Jubei... Again, this fucking movie, man. There's a point to it. There's a point, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure there's uh, some people who find this very romantic, uh, but again, 2023 vision, you're just like, oh boy. So yeah, uh, Jubei can only be cured uh, by the touch of uh, Kagero. Uh, So, Kagero, she's attacked uh, by Shijima, who again... I thought Shijima was dope. Um, he's got that classic ninja clone technique. And he kidnaps and brainwashes Kagro as she fights Jubei. And then this was one of the more awkward moments. Like Jubei and Kagro are having a fight. And then it just cuts to the next scene and Kagro is fine. And I yeah. don't know if I missed something. Like did we even see uh, Shijima being taken down? It happened very quickly. No, we didn't even see Shijima being taken down. Okay, so that's two people. It wasn't just me who missed it. Okay, that's the whole thing. It's both you and me. We are both saying we did not see it until I look up on Wikipedia where it says we just weren't paying attention. No, there was no fight scene. Yeah, again, Shijima, man. That's, you know, I just needed five more minutes, man, of that. I needed a five-minute scene. Of, of, of that claw, man. Like, come on. No, we didn't even get a fucking claw versus a samurai sword fight, man. Fuck. Yeah. Tis, tis, Disapp- man. Disappointed. 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 Uh, so, Kagero, she offers herself to Jubei, but he walks away. Jubei then arrives at the Shogun's ship. He gets Dakuin to ring a bell to distract the Shogun's men. Kagero arrives too, but then she is then stabbed in the abdomen by the Chamberlain, who is revealed to be Gemma in disguise. So, yeah, I, 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 I was, I was, I was, I, I just called bullshit on that scene. To be honest, it was like it was such, it was such a. I wouldn't say it was like predictable, but it was predictable. Like you wouldn't say it's predictable, except for the fact that it was predictable. Exactly. Uh, exactly. You know what? It took me by surprise. I won't lie. I won't lie. I didn't see it coming. And there's another twist, uh, which we'll get well, to just, in a couple minutes, just, which I really like. Just, just the fact that that you don't see Gamma, you don't see nobody talking to Gamma other than through that one one wire through the whole time with uh with the other guy yeah his number two with his number two and then and then and then he just shows up out of nowhere and he can just shape shift and it's just like that's kind of he should have he definitely had a special power other than being immortal you know what i mean yeah it's giving the bad guy a few too many powers i hear you yeah it's like he's the ultimate boss it's like you ain't no master hands, buddy. Uh, so Jubei, he fucks up dozens of ninjas, and he is then caught off guard by Yuji Maru. However, Yuji Maru is blown up with a rat corpse bomb by Zakuro, who is the uh, woman of his, uh, or not woman of his, but his other uh, lady compatriot, who finally gets revenge on him for spurring her advances. I like that twist. I like the fact yeah, that Yuji Maru... That, that was funny. Yeah, and, you know, Yuji Maru in this movie, he's, he's been shown to be a conniving bastard. So the fact they actually did get betrayed by uh, Zakuro, I thought that was a clever twist. I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Just the oh. way that 
the, it was a total, it was a total fuck you scenario. Like she, she, and then she made a little, little quip to, to Gamma she, flirting with Gamma. She was like, yeah, like he didn't make it. He's, he just accidentally stepped in my trap. It's not uh, my fault. It's always fun when the, uh, when the conniving bastard gets caught, it's like a star scream from transformers. You know, he's always the guy yeah. who thinks he's a smart one. But then, of course, he gets outplayed because it's like, no, you were the most, you know, you, you weren't as clever as you thought, buddy. Yeah, you're a piece uh, of shit. Now we get to some tragedy. So Jubei, he holds Kagero's body and she says she wishes she wishes she could have made. Fuck, man, I'm getting tongue tied. She wishes she could have made love to him. It's fucking uh, cheesy. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it is cheesy. It's cheesy as fuck. And again, it's that whole thing of like the the the. Again, this movie is so fucking sexist. It really is. Uh, yeah. She finally kisses... Uh, uh, she finally kisses Jubei, and she tells him how glad she was to have met him. And before she dies, she gives him her headband, which he wears in her honor. You know, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad, you know, movies and shows have done better with regards uh, to women characters where they don't always have to die to inspire the the leading male because i was hoping this movie wouldn't have done that uh i'm not saying they needed to end the movie with them getting married but again it's a bummer when female characters just kind of constantly take l's it's like you know let your lead oh. character be powerful it wasn't l it wasn't l i mean does she even I mean, does she even like straight up get a real win in this movie? Like, uh, she doesn't. I mean, I consider she kind of beats Betty. She, she kind of beats Betty. Yeah, yeah. I consider the what's it called the the the, the samurai fight. Like, I th- I oh, feel yeah. like that that her it was her like mini sword yeah. that um got that got him. So yeah, I consider that. Him. But again, it's not like she gets like a full blown kill on anyone. So. Anyways, uh, she tragically passes away. Um, we get a much better twist where the Shogun of the Dark is finally revealed and he's just kind of an old man. And he tells Gamma of his intent to topple the Tokugawa government. And he says he'll use the gold to buy arms from Spain and grant his ninja clan the status they deserve. And uh, Gamma betrays him. Gamma is just like, fuck you, buddy. It's going to be the Kamon who are going to be the ones on top. And he declares himself to be the real Shogun of the Dark. So... That was a fun twist. I enjoyed that. No notes on that twist. No, it was it was it was kind of it was also kind of like predictable. Like Gamma is gonna be the if if you have a character that can shape shift, that can also like pretty much who claims to be immortal, which he said pretty much like at the beginning when he saw um, Jubei, he's like, "You're not gonna kill an immortal," or something along those lines. It's kind of, it's kind of, he's going to have that power hungry God complex where he's like, where he's like, yeah, you're, you're the real, you're the real Shogun of the dark. No, you're not. And then he gives off his reasons. And then he's like, I'm the real Shogun of the dark. No, I still dug it though. But I mean, I would have liked to get an even, you know, that's the thing about movies. I like when they go big and I kind of wish this movie went a bit harder. You know, I was go bigger, go, you know, go, 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 go home, go bigger, go home. But that being said, we do get a pretty dope fight coming up. So, anyways, Gemma he kills the real Shogun of the Dark, and Sakuro is killed when Dakuin tosses gasoline on her. 
and Jubei blows her up by tossing a candle. This causes the ship that they're on to blow up the ship, which is also carrying all the gold. So that's the whole thing. So uh, Gemma and uh, Jubei, they finally have their confrontation. And Gemma, he's a pretty strong dude, to say the least, and he beats uh, Jubei. And Jubei uses his string trip. Fuck, what is with me getting tongue-tied? String trick from the beginning of the film to chop off Gemma's arm while Gemma is, like, monologuing about how he'll be the one on top and how the Kamon will lead the government and all that bullshit. But, of course, Gemma, he is a Frankenstein-style dude, so when his arm gets cut off, he's just able to reattach it, which... No, he picks it up and puts it back in place, and then he moves his fingers again like nothing ever happened. It's badass shit, man. Again, this is this is actually a pretty dope final boss. You're you're thinking this guy is like down to half health, and then he just recovers himself. You know, uh, he is vulnerable to a good old fashioned headbutt, however. So again, oh my made. god, I Dude, love that, that shit, man. That that was the most badass shit I have ever seen. Jubei is like on the ground, and he's like, and then he just like grabs Gamma's Gamma's vest. Gives him one headbutt, he falls to the... Gives him two headbutts, he falls. And then he just smashes his head into the wood with continuous headbutts. And it was just like, that was probably the most badass shit that I have seen in an anime in a long time. I loved it, man. It was good stuff. And I was like, oh my god, is this headbutt gonna be what does him in? It's not. Nope. But it does does some good damage. (laughs) Um... So Gamma, he gets up and he's actually got like a plank of wood just in the center of him that's impaled him. You know, he proclaims he cannot die, which, uh, again, he's making a strong case that he can't die. <laughs> and uh, Jubei, he even finally, like, you know, cuts him in half. But of course, he he's able to reattach himself pretty quickly. But he's finally defeated. And I'm not going to say defeated because I got my own uh, very obvious theory. He's finally defeated when the gold, which has been melted from the fire, overwhelms him. So he's obviously weighed down pretty heavily. Jubei tells him to burn in his golden hell, and he finally sinks to the bottom of the ocean, which I've seen this shit in anime and other movies before. He's probably still alive. He's just going to be suffering eternally under the ocean. He can still think. He's just going to be uh, in terrible, horrible pain uh, for eternity, pretty much. Yep. That's my theory, at least. I think that uh, if he can survive being chopped in half, then even a melted gold, you know, basically being statuified, he's still going to survive that. He's just going to go insane because, of course, he, uh, he cannot move and all he can do is just uh, think for eternity. Yeah. I mean, like, that's like, uh, that's like Davy Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean. That's yeah, that's but- all he was doing until until Jack Sparrow found the uh, found the key. Yeah, but I mean, Davy Jones still had his homies. He was just miserable, but he still had yeah, some homies. He, he was just miserable. Yeah, he still had his homies, but- and you know, he probably had some good days. <laughs> being <laughs> being alone on the bottom of the ocean. It wasn't alone though. Again, he had the, he had the Flying Dutchman. Uh, yeah. Uh- Gamma, Gamma, fu- Gamma's life sucks. Gamma is, uh, life will suck for all of eternity. Again, you know, this is set in like the 1600s. So, you know, Gamma is still there somewhere, man. He's still there. Just, uh, Damn. being driven insane. Uh, in the aftermath, Dakuin pays its respects in the most asshole way. Uh, 
he's, he, his bedside manner is not very good. And he offers Jubei a mere 100 pieces of gold. And Jubei knocks the last remaining gold bar from Dakuin's hand in response. And he walks away into the darkness as a man with no name does. Yeah. And I, go, man. it's like it's a pretty badass, pretty badass ending. Yeah. You know, it's the traditional man with no name thing, but you know, when it works, it works and it, it does work for this movie. Jubei fucking rules. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into our favorite uh, segment. Cue the music. Speed wagon, 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 Allow me to elucidate ya. The name is Robert EO Speedwagon. So for those just joining in, the Speedwagon is our favorite supporting character of this anime. Um, I'll go first. I'll give Alex like a, a 20 seconds to figure his out. All right. It, this was a tough one. I think uh, sometimes it's very easy uh, to figure out who my speed wagon is based on how much I talk about them. And you, dear listener, may have figured it out, but I'm not sure if I figured it out. I thought I was going to give it to the wasp man. But the more we talk about Shijima, the more I have to give it to him. I know I was disappointed with uh, his lack of screen time. But I think if a, a true speed wagon is a character who we want to see even more, and I think that's got to be Shijima. You know, I want a Shijima spinoff anime. You know, let's make it happen. Let's uh, go on uh, change.org and uh, petition one. <laughs> Anyways, Alex, who's your speed wagon, buddy? Mine's going to have to be Dakuin, just because he gave me like Kirby Sage vibes. And he, uh, and also just like uh yeah just just his uh just his demeanor was just like yeah like did you make love to to kagume and it was just like it was so it was just funny he just gave me such pervy sage vibes and i and i miss pervy sage and naruto so yeah oh him yeah i know what you're talking about all right yeah. that sums it up man alex final thoughts on ninja scroll watch it it's a it's a good ninety minutes and um, yeah that's that's all I pretty much gotta say I'm not disappointed I'm not disappointed everything that you everything so far that you've suggested to me Jack from everything from Fist of the North Star to your boy Kong Ming I have enjoyed very thoroughly and I wish that they made more of your boy Kong Ming because because I'm look because I might just end up just reading the manga to that. Yeah, man. Again, uh, unfortunately, yeah, there, there's no uh, announcement of a second season for your boy, Kong Ming. I was satisfied with the way it ended, but again, knowing that there's far more volumes certainly uh, makes us miss it. But yeah, man, that's how it's yeah. that's how it be. Sometimes, you know, you're left wanting more. Uh, there's uh, been times where I've watched a series and I assumed because it was like 13 episodes, I'm like, oh, yeah, they, they adapted the whole thing. And then you find out that there's like 20 more volumes that they didn't do. And uh, at least in the case of your boy Kong Ming, I felt that final episode was satisfying. Uh, I've I've watched other series where I did not realize there was more to them, where their endings were not satisfying. And again, I'm watching these series like 10 years after they released. So I'm like, oh, yeah, they're not fucking doing it. They're, they're not yeah. bringing it back. This uh, this movie might 
this movie definitely makes you want to watch more. Yeah, and there is more. Uh, but Reddit says the the uh, the Ninja Scroll of the series is less good. But hey, man, if you want more adventures of Jubei, you can do that. And hey, you know you can always recreate Jubei in Dark Souls or uh, Elden Ring or Neo or any one of those games. I'm sure. Oh, 100%. Um, that, yeah, I mean, my final thoughts, this movie rules. It's a tight 90. It's not the deepest movie out there, but hey, the dub is really solid. It's fun time, doesn't waste your time. And again, it leaves you wanting more, which uh, it's good and bad. It's a good and bad feeling. You're like, fuck, man, I wish I could have had more. But then you're like, eh, would, it, would it have been better? And hey, um, thankfully, uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri, he's directed a lot of other awesome things that we're going to continue to cover on this podcast. Yeah. Alex, where can you be found? I can be found on Instagram at alex.ad9. Not the, not the letters. I mean, yeah, the letters, not the numbers. My bad. And I can also be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music at alex89. So listen to my music. Listen to my cruise music. I'm also in a, in a group we're called the, the Sons of Anubis. We got an album coming out, hopefully by the end of the year we're just we're just piling piling and piling more and more songs just keep keeping creating and keeping creative i've also got a music video hopefully coming out it's being edited right now going to be out hopefully by the end of the summer so it's the 31st today as we're recording this so hopefully by the end of august of 2023 i will have uh, another music video me it's going to be a trap boy fiji featuring alex 89 song's going to be called no deals so everyone look out for that fantastic buddy yeah as always you can find me at jack is jack on instagram only real jack i'm on twitter find at this anime podcast on uh instagram and i guess threads but uh, again yeah twitter is now x i'm, I'm not gonna fucking call it that but that's what it's called now. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking hell um Anyways, this podcast is much better than X. Uh, yeah, check us out. Um, I know we've been taking more and more breaks. It's the summer, folks. I, I'm sure you, dear listener, can understand. And again, the backlog is always very strong, which we appreciate. The backlog keeps us alive, uh, even when the episode releases are maybe less consistent than they used to be. But again, um, if you want us to cover something, you know, shout us out on the Instagram. You know, we're always posting uh, the latest episode on IG. So again, that's the best place to comment about what you want to see. Because again, there's so much fucking anime. And uh, we've got some cool things in the works. But again, it's just hard to keep track, man. They, they keep releasing new anime. It's not, like, it's not like it's over. It's just endless, man. Uh, yeah. Anyways, take it easy. Uh, thank you so much and goodbye. <laughs>